Some places take you away. Some bring you together. Marathon does both. Marathon is Florida's family key with something for everyone. You'll find museums and wildlife refuges, wide open beaches, miles of warm, clear water, and the historic Seven Mile Bridge. For more about Marathon and the latest safety protocols, visit flakeys.com slash marathon. It is time for our AM Minnesota program. Our good friend George Wickstrom stops by our studios. I call him our local economist, George Wickstrom. We're going to talk a little bit about the economy, where it's at, where it's heading, all that good stuff. And I forgot to bring my calendar in, which tells me our show is for the week. What a, what a dummy I am. Anyway, I did not get that accomplished, so we will immediately... Good morning, George. Good morning, Gordy. How are you this morning? I'm doing fantastic, other than a little cold. How about you? Well, I'm staying warm because I'm inside. Yeah, you don't get outdoors much, huh? I use my car as a refrigerator these days. Yeah, no, I don't, I don't doubt it one bit. Well, you've been on a couple of times here. We talked about the exploding population growth and what kind of an effect that's going to have on our economy, especially us baby boomers. I'm a baby boomer. I'm approaching retirement age, and we're going to put a big-time pressure on the Social Security Fund, right? We're going to talk about Social Security. Yeah. Let's, let's give a quick overview of what we've talked about the first two meetings. Um, first, uh, we, we, we talked about the Rule of 72, and the rule of 72 is, is a very simple rule. It's not debatable. It's, it's just as, should be as familiar as two and two is four <laughs> to everybody listening. Why? Because when you can divide any number you want into 72, and it will take that amount of time or, or years to double. Let's give an example. The demographic historians have told us that the population of the world in 1800 was one billion people. Okay, how many times, so how many 72s are there between 1800 and today? Well, I, I'll tell you, there's three. 1872, 1944, 2016. Okay, at 1%, one goes into 72, 72 times. So in one, 1% will double to 2% in 72 years. Now, let's put that 1 billion, instead make that 1%, let's make that 1 billion people. So 1 billion people in 72 years at 1% becomes 2 billion people. 2 billion people in another 72 years, 1944, becomes 4 billion. 4 billion becomes 8 billion in 2016. When did we cross over to 8 billion? About three, four, five months ago. So we are 8 billion people. Now, that's, to my way of thinking, is warp speed. The fast, how fast that population is growing compared to what it has been in the past. Okay, now, uh, what, what, uh, what does that mean to us? So we're going to talk a little bit about economic things when we get down to it. But let's, let's talk about um, the um, uh, economy that we have today. The, 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 the problems we've got today is that we've got a lot of government programs that are underfunded. Um, the, the, this, this country, when I was born in 1930, 
was 4.5% of the world's population. All right, and it hasn't varied one-tenth of a percent, maybe two-tenths in some years, up or down from that time. So today we're, we're still pretty close to 4.5% of the world's population. Now, what, what happened at the end of World War II? Well, we were the only kid on the block that could make anything. So uh, what happened? We were the, we were the 85% of the world was our market because England was bombed out. The Nazis took Russia out before they went after, after, after Europe. Um, Europe was pretty much bombed out. Uh, the, the Japanese took China out in 1938 before the, the real world, world War II really got underway. And then we bombed the Dickens out of Japan and dropped a couple of atom bombs. So we're the only kid in the block that could do anything. The world is our market. Now, our debt to GDP was about 119%. At the end of World War II, 1946, let's say, because war was over September of uh, 45, but it was still, uh, servicemen were still being discharged into 1946. Okay, we drove that debt down to GDP to 31% in 1974. But guess what, folks? The debt was higher in 74. Now, the GDP went up about one about 75% more because that increase in GDP overwhelmed the debt. So uh, the, the debt to GDP was better in 74 than it was in 1947, even though the debt was higher. It gradually grew, crept up to um, 60% in 2000. And then we had these derivatives in real estate, uh, balloon mortgages and so forth, and they, uh, they uh, hit the fan in 2007. Uh, when I was with the company I was with, uh, we had about 18,000 people in the auditorium for an annual meeting. And uh, one of our, 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 our uh, men by the name of Mark Dahl uh, gave a presentation, as did our, our chief economic uh, investment advisor. His name was Claire Zemple, and he was uh, one of the top 10 economists in the United States. He talked about how, how great things were, charts and graphs and so forth. But guess what? I, uh, Mark Dahl and I, I, we could, we could, I could talk with the executives as an agent uh, if they had time. And I got very well acquainted with Mark Dahl. And we thought that the thing was going to blow up in 2002, but it took to 2007. But in 2006, my, Claire Zemple gets up and he talks about how great things are going. Okay, uh, Mark Dahl gets up and says, I hear what you're saying, but I have an entirely different point of view. Claire Zemple is rude. He's on the back of the stage waving his hand like this guy doesn't know what he's talking about. <laughs> well, anyway, nothing happens. The same, next year, the same dog and pony show. Um, Mark Dahl gets up after Claire Zemple gives his almost the same speech as he gave the year, year before. He says, I realized what I was concerned about last year did not come to pass, but today I have the same fears, only much more so. Okay, what happened? The, 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 the market started falling out of bed in, in October of 2007. The big drop was in 2008, and the bottom was 2009. It took a year and a half for the market to lose more than half its value. Guess what? Claire Zemple is gone. Mark Dahl stays in retirement. 
So I, I don't listen to economists. I, I try to make up my own mind of what I see. Now, some of the other things now that we're going to talk about is uh, we did talk about. We have, we have a guy by the name of Jerome Powell and a, and a gal by the name of Janet Yellen. The, both of those folks, as I understand it, are trying to grow the economy at 3%. And the and the and the inflation at two percent. Now, from my understanding of the rule of seventy-two, that's unsustainable. Because if you divide uh, three into seventy-two, that means our economy is going to double in twenty-four years. What what are what are the what are the problems with that? Well, well, we we've got we we are four and a half percent of the world's population. But we use and enjoy about 20% of the world's goods and services. I'll let you hold that thought, George, because i got to get a market update here. Okay. Find out what's happening with those markets, courtesy of your KDHL Agri Boosters, including Nate at Insulation Services Incorporated. Discover all the advantages of spray foam or blown-in insulation. Contact Nate. Insulation Services Incorporated, 507-993-4570. Three things, senior living, creating peace of mind in your loved one's journey in Lonsdale and Northfield. Craig Keller at the Keller Insurance Agency near Strand. Craig helps protect all things that are important to you. And Werner Farm Seed Dundas. Quality seed, reasonable prices. Paul or Gene are the guys to talk to at 507-645-7995. Soybeans and hogs are higher on Monday morning. Cattle and corn are lower. I'm John Perkins with a Brownfield Market Update. For Lead Genetics, paired with simple, flexible, and effective weed control plants, Stein enlist E3 soybeans. Learn more at steinseed.com. Soybeans are up, oversold after the recent losses with help from a higher move in soybean meal this morning. Soybean oil is mostly firm. Brazil's record harvest is wrapping up with expectations for record exports this month and next month. Maybe ends are 14 and a quarter higher at 1497 and a half. July's up 11 and three quarters at 1460 and three quarters. May meals up $2.10 at 44780. May soybean oils back to five higher at 5345. Corn's down as forecasts generally have wet, cool conditions in parts of the Corn Belt, extending planning delays in those areas. China did cancel on previously purchased U.S. corn this morning. May is down eight and a quarter at 655. July's nine and a quarter lower at 605 and three quarters. And wheat's lower. Chicago's down even after some likely freeze damage in parts of the soft red winter region. Big uncertainty right now for uh, for the wheat complex is what's going to happen with the Black Sea Grain Initiative. May Chicago's eight and a quarter lower at 653 and a half. Heavily oversold, most active July cotton's up 142 at 81.55. Nearby rice is up on bear spread, bull spreading rather, with July 23 higher at 17.35. Live and feeder cattle are lower on Friday's lower move in beef, watching the distribution of the show list. June lives down 65 at 163.87 and August is 75 lower at 162.80. May feeders are down 217 at 210.22. August is 97 lower at 228.90. And on oversold signals in Friday's higher move in pork, June hogs are up $1.60 at eighty seven sixty seven. July leans a dollar fifty two higher at ninety thirty two. You can follow us on Twitter at Brownfield. John Perkins, Brownfield. AM Minnesota on the Mighty Nine Twenty KDHL. All right, KDHL Agri Boosters are also Northland Buildings Quality Pros Frame Construction. 
Go to northlandbuildings.com. Matt's Roofing, specializing in any shingling project, plus farm buildings, residential roofing, over 100 years combined experience. No payment until you are completely satisfied. Give Troy a call at 507-838-2254. And Krennic Stump Grinding, Faribault. Chris Krennic is the man you want to talk to at 491-2948. Or check out their website, Krennic, K-R-E-N-I-K, stumpgrinding.com. That's K-R-E-N-I-K, stumpgrinding.com. He offers some really good discounts, too. Chris Krennic. George Wickstrom is in studio. I call him our local economist because he understands what's happening in the world of the economy, especially here in, uh, well, of course, we want to talk about our U.S. economy, although we are tied to the world more so than ever before. Right, George? Say that again here, Gordy. I said we are tied to the world economy more than ever oh, before. Oh, absolutely, absolutely. We, we are interdependent, and it's, it, it can be a problem if we have poor relations with some of those folks, like perhaps China and um, Russia and uh, uh, Venezuela, people like this. I kind of like the idea, George, of getting back to what you said. After World War II, we were it when it came to manufacturing. Right. We need to get back to that level, don't you think? Well, here's the problem with that, Gordy. What we did at the end of World War II as we built roads and bridges all over the place under Eisenhower, yep. we had the Marshall Plan. We put uh, under uh, Lyndon Baines Johnson, Medicare, Medicaid. Uh, uh, President Kennedy challenged us to put a man on the moon. That happened in 1969. Uh, we, we spent all the money. We didn't set aside any money to make repairs. And that, that affects a lot of things. Um, for example... Uh, we know that the Mississippi River is, is vital to our economy in Minnesota. It's, it's our main shipping point for farming, farm grain and so forth and so on. Well, we've, we've got, we've got um, locks and dams that, that were designed to last for 50 years. Jerry can probably tell you more about this than I can. But uh, th- these locks and dams are now about 70 years old. And we're, we're, we're repairing them. And the government is now a little bit skeptical about sending more money in for repairs uh, because it's part of the whole repair thing that we've got. We had, we had uh, Medford just down the, uh, the, the road about eight miles. About a year or two ago, they had to dump 38,000 gallons of raw sewage into the Strait River why? Because they didn't have any money to fix fifty-one thousand dollars fixed. Now they're trying to tie in with Oatana, right. and that's in the mill right now. But the point is, we 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 spent all of our money. It's no different, Gordy, than you and I. If we have a house, some sooner or later that house is going to need a roof, and if we don't set aside money for that, we're going to have to borrow it. And if we and if we have spent all of our money up and live up to the hilt, which the government has done. And actually, they've done more than that. The unfunded liabilities that we have, we'll talk about in a little while. Uh, these, these are things that we need to do, but we don't have money for. Now, these locks and dams, um, if we don't have money to fix them and they fail, 
what happens to our farm economy. These these are things that we have to be aware of. Uh, Let's take a look at the um, things that the government is involved in in our lives today. We talked about Social Security. Now, Social Security was started in 1935. Normal retirement for, th- for a person in 1935 was age 65. A 65-year-old in 1935 had a life expectancy of three to five years. Now, the, uh, the last I've heard, and I might not, it may have bumped it up a little bit, but the last I've heard, because I've been on the, out of the business now for about seven years, going on eight, um, but uh, the the um, Social Security normal retirement was 67, all right? Now, a 67-year-old today has a life expectancy of over 15 years. So people are still retiring closer to 65 than they are 75. And what does that do? That means that the Social Security system, I'm 93, I'm drawing money. I was when I was born. My life expectancy was less than 60, 59.7. Guess what? Uh, I'm 30 years overdue. I, people, the average person is is 75 to 85 years of old. Someplace. That's, let's look at the obituary. So we, we were living too long, and Social Security is in trouble. So is Medicare and Medicaid. What else do we have as problems? Look, what about a pension plans? Now you're talking here about unfunded mandates. <laughs> this, this is part of our unfunded mandates. It's part of our unfunded yep. liability, certainly. Now, I, I have just read that the federal government employees, <laughs> the fund that supports their uh, pension plans, they're estimating on the average 6.9% re- re- uh, return on their investments to support those pension plans. All right. Um, what I've been telling people when I was uh, working, I've told people, if you have an investment account that you want to live off of, you can't take more than 35 to 4% from that and don't estimate that you're going to get any more than that. Why? Because when the market falls out of bed like it did, I mentioned earlier, 2007, 8, 9, that, that money that, that, uh, that comes out when the mar- market is down never recovers. So you, you can look at the stock indexes. Yeah, they're fine, but nobody gets that because the, the, uh, the pension plans don't get that. Why? Because the, 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 when, the, when the market falls, people still get their pensions and they're taking money at the bottom that never, never recovers. And that, that's, that's, that's the problem. And uh, the average state pension plan, I've got a chart at home that talks about the average state pension plan is pretty close to 7%. So they're, they're, they're estimating more than double, from my judgment, to, to on those re- returned on those reserves, which means that there's an unfunded liability there. Now, what else is unfunded liability? We, we've got sewer and water systems, like you mentioned in Medford. The, uh, they're, they're, their average is 60 to 90 years old. They're, they're, they're worn out. The, 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 uh, the tile that uh, takes care of the sewage are failing. The plants themselves are undersized. And we've got uh, about 75% of those in this country, the small towns, Kenyon, Cannon Falls, Wanamingo. What about out west? Um, Tracy, Lucan, Walnut Grove, 
Marshall, all those towns have sewer and water systems, and they're going to need to be replaced. We don't have any money to do it. Okay? So that, that's our problem. Now, um, if you total all of those things, the total unfunded liabilities dwarf the federal debt. Our federal debt right now is $31 trillion, and, and the a legislature is, is trying to fiddle around and, and see what they can do in terms of forcing the liberals to reduce the federal spending by $1.7 trillion. Otherwise, they're not going to prove the increase in the debt ceiling. Well, I don't believe there's any way they can do that because the, the load that as we already have in place precludes reducing any of our cash out, outflow. It's beyond, it's beyond that happening. And this, to me, is a dangerous situation to be in. So I, I've, I've, I've made an estimate of all the things that we are, have that I would consider unfunded liabilities. To repeat, pension plans, sewer and water systems, Medicare, Medicaid, Social Security, et cetera. That, that is probably well over $100 trillion. Could be as high as $140 trillion. And with that, our, 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 our debt ceiling is, is going to have to go up to $36, $35 trillion with a gross domestic product of $21 trillion. The gross domestic product is not large enough to pay down the debt. And our, 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 our unfunded liabilities is, are, is growing. Now, what happens to the federal debt? We've got a federal debt of $31 trillion, soon to be uh, $35, $36 trillion. What's the, what's, what's the interest rate on that? It's probably close to 4% now with, the, with the, what the Federal Reserve is doing. What's 4% of $30 trillion? It's a million, uh, a billion two. It's a billion two. That's the debt only. And that's going to keep growing. And then when, when, the, when the unfunded liabilities come into play, when Social Security can't pay its bills, the government will have to print more money. When Medicare, Medicaid, it's the fan who will have to print more money. See, these are my concerns regarding the, the uh, economy. And, what, what, and what, do we, what do we have today that we did not have before the Great Depression? The Great Depression didn't have anything except uh, 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 speculation in real estate and then stock market. We could buy stocks for 10 cents on the margin. So you can buy for $100, you can buy $1,000 worth of stock. But if the market went down 10%, you got a margin call. And so with those ups and downs, uh, finally it got to 1929 when the margin calls got too great, the stock market fell, and we had the Great Depression. I've got about six minutes left here, George. So what's the solution to all of this? Well, the solution is that we're, we're going to have to find a way to downsize our economy. Now, how are people going to accept that? Look what's happening in France. Macomb campaigned on reducing the, well, well, increasing the retirement age from 62 to 64. And they're having protests all over the place. Yeah. So what happened? He, um, he, he's doing that and people are rioting. Look what happened in the United States. Um, we had in, in, in um, Kentucky, for example, we have, they have a pension plan 
and the, the people in, in the pension plan were teachers, firemen, and policemen. Okay? Who's on the board? Policemen, firemen, and teachers. They got heavily involved, in, as I understand it, into hedge funds, and they lost money. So they, they, they wanted to reduce the pension plan payments on the money that they were getting themselves uh, for all of the teachers, firemen, and policemen. Guess what? They didn't riot, but they protested. So they went back up to where they are before. The same kind of thing happened a little differently, but in Illinois. What happened in California? California, about a year, year and a half ago, uh, their pension fund was, was uh, underwater. They, they needed more money. They knew it. So what did they do? They sold bonds out of their pension plan, took the money they got from bonds and put it into the stock market. Well, last year, the, the uh, uh, Dow Jones went down about 8 or 9%. The uh, S&P 500 went down about 18 or 19%. But the NASDAQ went down 31%. They lost all the money that they put into bonds, plus some of their basic principle that, that, they, that they had. And guess what? Uh, they're in worse shape now than they were before. There's a lot of pension plans in this country that are underwater. So we've got all of that happening, Gordy, and uh, it's going to hit the fans sooner or later. And when it does, um, we're going to see people. uh, It's going to have to be inflationary because uh, whenever you put money into the economy without getting something in return for it, that's, that's increasing the supply of money relative to the supply of goods and services. So therefore, you got inflation. And we got inflation right now. So you, you, it could be the worst of, of both worlds because the, 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 the things we have today were not available to people in the 1930s, in the 20s. So that's, that's, my, that's my summary of what our, what our problems are. Any comments? Wow. <clears throat> Well, the, the thing that if, if we can't control it uh, with our own will, the market will take care of it. And, it's, and, it, and it'll make the Great Depression look like a walk in the park, in my judgment. Wow. Well, I don't. Things are a lot different now than they were in the Great Depression, like you said. Absolutely, they yeah. are. See, we're living a lifestyle that is probably unsustainable. Well, I don't know if I'd throw us all in the same boat, but I, I, I give what you're saying. Yeah. And, and see, the other thing, too, Jerry, or Gordy, <laughs> is that um, um, we've got a, a, a disparity in income. Now, I'm, I'm a conservative, and I, and I, I, I believe in the, the economic system. But at the same time, when, when people are earning, in some cases, over a billion dollars in one year, there's no way a person can spend that kind of money. And we've got 40% in this country. I'd sure like to try, George. What's that? Well, I said uh, yeah. I'd sure like to try. Well, yeah, sure. Well, there's 40 million people in this country are living in poverty. 14 million of them are children. And so with, with that, uh, we've, we've got that disparity. Uh, and and what, 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 how, do you, how do you resolve that? So what you're saying is our middle income is shrinking the yes. higher upper incomes is growing. The lower incomes are growing, but the middle incomes are not. Yeah, see, the, the top maybe 2 or 
owned a significant amount of the assets, way over half yeah. the assets. You can look at different numbers. but it's, it's, So it's, the rich are getting richer. Yes, yeah, yeah. And, uh, and as a conservative, I talk to that with people that are uh, hard-nosed conservatives. I'm, a, I'm the enemy, see. But, but how in the world can we... See, education, Gordy, and, uh, and um, uh, family living are the most two important things. Someone once told me a long time ago, every child is entitled to a happy home and an opportunity for success through education. See, education is, is, is paramount. It's, it's, poverty is the enemy of education. It's also the enemy of when you've got a, a families that are working two jobs, can't pay, and, and just struggling to pay their bills. It's, 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 it's a very difficult time. And those are the things we have to pay attention to because if we don't take care of our children, we're, we're, we're going to be in trouble because the children are our future. No, that's for sure. Okay. Well, hopefully we'll, we'll figure something out, I guess. No. So that, that, I'm, I'm leaning into the liberal area. I'm well aware of that. But how can you allow children to go without food? See, we got the Salvation Army, and you got St. Well, and here in Minnesota, and I've only got a minute left in the show, here in Minnesota, you know, our state legislature passed a bill that every kid, whether you're a billionaire, a millionaire, or you're not making any money, every kid gets a free breakfast and a free lunch at school. Yeah, yeah. See, and here's the problem with that. Where do you draw the line if you're going to try the... They're not drawing a line. No, I know that. But if you did, where would you draw it? Well, See, you'd you'd have a political uprising. Because you, you might have one place, I might have a different. <laughs> so yeah. you get into these discussions, there aren't good answers. Nope, there are no easy answers. And I always say anything worthwhile in life should not be easy. Mm-hmm. Thanks, George. Appreciate you coming in. Thank you. George Wickstrom, our local economist. And uh, I know Jerry's got the show tomorrow. I can't remember exactly what he's going to talk about. Have a great day. Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you, with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.